I just want to start by saying that loving the process has been a really, really big struggle for me. I'm results oriented and a type, which means you can bet I have a to-do list and I love ticking things off that list. I'm regularly focusing on what's next, the next thing. And so when there are slow periods, which are absolutely normal and natural in market cycles, in jobs, just in general, right? The seasonality that brings a bit of a low period. What that does for me sometimes, and I'm very aware of it, is it puts me in this place where I start to question my self-worth when I'm not in this position where I can check a lot of things off and be doing a lot of stuff. It makes me really self-reflect kind of in a negative way, to be honest. And that brings with it a whole range of things. You know, when things outside of my control, like people not responding to my emails or getting back to me on certain things, when they kind of fall through or don't happen, again, I take that as a reflection of my self-worth, especially if it's paired or layered on top of a period that is a little bit slower. I tell myself a story as to what that means about myself. This all makes it, as you can imagine, incredibly difficult to enjoy the process, which ultimately is just life. It's a combination of these periods, of these seasons of ups and downs. That is the process. But when I get so hung up on these low moments or these slow moments, it really takes away any possibility of me enjoying it. So today I want to open up about my hardship of letting go and actually enjoying the process as it's been one of my personal biggest blocks to my own sense of balance, even recently, if I'm being honest. And my hope is that the realizations I share today will help anybody going through or feeling something really similar to what I am and ultimately help them enjoy the process too. Have you ever wondered whether there's actually a sustainable way to balance a healthy and meaningful life with your busy schedule? Well, you're in luck, Balancer, because I did too. And the Balance Theory podcast is now a dedicated space to be curious in finding a balance that just works. Because since we're being honest here, balance isn't a one-size-fits-all. I'm your host, Erica, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Balancers, and welcome back to another episode of the Balance Theory podcast. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Now, before we dive into the eight realizations I've had in my struggle to enjoy the process, I want to share one thing very, very exciting, especially for those of you listening who are located within the UAE, within the United Arab Emirates, particularly in Dubai. So I will be speaking on the 25th of November at Dubai Active, which is one of the biggest health and fitness events here in Dubai. There are incredible trainers and speakers is coming from all around the world. So it's going to be a huge event. I'll pop a link in the show notes if you guys want to come along, say hi, especially for those of you who live here or are here regularly. It would be awesome to meet you guys and potentially do a little bit of a community get together every so often. So don't be shy if you are there. Come on up and say hi. My speaking slot is 11 a.m. on Saturday, the 25th, and I'll be featured on the Wellness Talk stage. So I hope to meet some of you there. And very exciting. This is one of my first speaking gigs. So It's something I've always thought maybe I'll like to do it. Maybe it's something I'll venture into one day and the opportunities here. So I'm just seizing it and I will keep you all posted with how I go for that. But pretty excited to deliver a talk on balance, creating a balanced plan and basically a lot of the concepts you guys are familiar with. It's going to be a very practical 30 minute session. So that's that. That's my little update for the week and something really exciting that's been in the works too. I am going to also be interviewing some of the international celebs that are popping in for the show and I won't give away too much. You'll have to wait and see who those are, but make sure you're tuned in on socials as I may give some sneak peeks as I record those. So stay tuned for more. 
Let's get into the topic, the bones of today's episode, which are the eight realizations I've had in my struggle to enjoy the process. As I said before, my hope is that some of these realizations offer you guys a little bit of peace, a little bit of comfort, a little bit of additional self-awareness as they're things I've slowly kind of pieced together as time has gone on. And it's really helped me just start to become more aware of my tendency to block myself from enjoying the process. So again, I'm not kind of at this point where I'm like, oh my God, I love slow periods. I love periods where not much is happening. Like I'm really, it's very much a work in progress, but these things have really kind of helped me wrap my head around it and create a little bit of compassion for myself too. So the first one is, I don't need to write a story as to what something means about me, especially when it has nothing to do with me or it's completely out of my control. It's really logical to think that when you don't get a job, someone doesn't email you back, someone doesn't text you back, you know, when you are not getting that response from somebody else, it's so easy to fall into that position where you make that mean something about you. When the truth is, and I mean, how many times have you guys missed a message or forgotten to reply to an email? The truth is they're probably more often than not just occupied, busy. They forgot. They saw it and replied in their head. The amount of friends that I have that reply in their head is ridiculous. So I know that that's a species of human that exists, but it's so weird that with setbacks, I guess, if we take even like not getting a job, right? With those kind of setbacks, it's strange that we make that result in a story about our self-worth. Like you probably have incredible experience and qualifications, but maybe they just weren't the right fit for that role. But that doesn't mean you're any less worthy as a human, right? And it's funny how we make these external things reflect or take such a heavy weighting when it comes to determining our own self-worth. It's actually crazy. We base it on so many factors that are outside of ourselves. But we can't really blame ourselves. And I mean, I don't blame myself because when I think about the way I was raised going through school, through uni, your worth was dependent on how other people would tell you going, the marks you would get, comments you would get from your teachers or your parents. You know, we had report cards. There was this constant stream of external validation. It was never a case of, you know, how do you feel about yourself? And that is the marker of self-worth or in terms of your value, right? So I don't blame us that we're in this position where we've now grown up to be adults and we're still kind of seeking that external validation to show us that we're doing good. And I had a really interesting thought when I was putting together this episode, and that was think about your bestest friend. What is it that you value about them? Is it how much work they do? How much money they make? How many items they cross off their to-do list every day? I'd be happy to bet everything on the fact that it's probably none of those. It's probably their dedication to their work, their passion, their enthusiasm, their loyalty, their love. Those are the things that you value about them. And these things are not things that are external to them, like the byproduct of all those skills, the money, the business, the team, etc., These things that we value are things that are internal, that are a part of them. But when we reflect on ourselves, it's funny how we don't default to doing the same thing. The things we look to to validate ourselves are often those external things, how much money we're making, what our job title is, how many followers we have on Instagram, as immaterial as that sounds. Often these are the metrics we use to consider our self-worth. We never look at those internal things as we do in our friend, when we think about why we find them so worthy and why we care about them so much. So your challenge is to try and find those internal things that you already have inside of you, that somebody responding to you by text, that you getting a job, that you getting a pay rise, 
those things are not altered or, or changed. You certainly don't build a good work ethic from getting a pay rise. That's the underlying value. This is how we should be looking at our worth. And if we tie this into enjoying the process, it means that no matter what point you're in in the process, if you're in a high, if you're in a low, if you're in a bit of a plateau period, it doesn't matter because your worth is dependent on things that don't shift depending on external stimulus or external validation. They're constants because they're always a part of you. And this is one thing I'm working on, trying to really connect with this internal feeling of self-worth because for me, this is the most consistent base and the strongest foundation I can have to help me enjoy the process no matter what's going on on the outside. So that's number one. The second realization is that you will fail your way to success. Now, I know this isn't the first time we've spoken about failure on the podcast, and I really love this phrase, and I'm sorry if you've heard me say it 10,000 times, but it's really that you either learn or you win. This concept of failure is really strange to me. Like you really have to ask yourself, what does a failure actually mean? Right, because when I look back and I think, oh, something didn't work out, instantly you might think that's a failure, but it always pushes you onto the right path or a different path that you wouldn't have discovered had that thing not worked out. Or you learn something new and different about yourself, or you learn that the thing you thought you wanted to do is not something you wanted to do. And so to me, that in no circumstance is a failure. I really think that there's no avoiding or missing out or U-turning or roundabouting around these periods that we look at as failures. And I think if you're going through a bit of a period right now where you feel like a failure or you feel like you failed in doing something, this is the perfect time for you to sit and remind yourself that you either win or you learn. So if you don't feel like you won out of a situation, you didn't get a job, you didn't get a pay rise, you didn't get a relationship or relationship has broken down, what did you learn as a consequence? What new opportunities have opened up as a byproduct of that thing not working out? And if you can answer that honestly, and it might take some time, you might be in the thick of it and it might not be apparent to you straight away. But once you get there, you cannot call that thing a failure at all because you wouldn't have had those realizations if it wasn't for that thing happening. So you either win or you learn. And this is something I've really understood about enjoying the process because the process is filled with moments like this. And so when it happens, when something comes up that brings anything up for me, like disappointment or I'm upset or disheartened, I try and remind myself that even if I can't feel it right now, long-term, it will be a lesson and it will be a, a path diverter. And for that, it holds a role in the process and helps me enjoy that moment for something that I may not understand yet, but I will later down the track. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. The third realization I had was that we're always going to have a new goal. Honest question. How many of you listening right now have a goal, but chances are as soon as you achieve that goal or reach that stage, you're just going to set another one. Now this isn't inherently a bad thing, but I do want to just shed some light on what I see as a little bit of a shadow side to this constant need to push the boundary more, more and more. And that is when you're in this 
momentous loop, right? Where you achieve something, tick, next, achieve something, tick, next. It's really hard to sit and appreciate all the things that you have done because you're always looking forward. You're never standing still to just respect, appreciate and honor the things you have achieved. It's always about the next. It's always about more, more and more. Having bigger and further goals is amazing. It's a really great attribute to constantly be dreaming and pushing the boundary and wanting more for yourself. But if you compare that with appreciating and sitting in the moment when you do achieve things, it's such a beautiful way to enjoy the process and make sure you're actually giving yourself credit where credit's due. You're not just pushing on and forgetting everything that you've achieved and not having a moment to enjoy all of your hard work. I also feel like, and maybe some of you can relate to this, when you achieve something like a goal, right? We almost build it up to be this huge moment that's gonna change our lives. And yes, some certain things do, but it's not this moment that you linger in for ages. It's not this successful burst that lasts forever and ever. Sometimes it's just a moment where you've done it. And then if you're in that mentality of, okay, what's next now that I've unlocked this level, then you just like move on. And so you realize that all the moments that go into you creating that moment are just as important as the moment you receive it. And looking at it in this way is such a nice way to appreciate and enjoy every single little part of the process. So for anybody listening right now who's in the process, they're working towards their goal, they can't really see the finish line yet, but they're putting in the work. Just know that these moments that are leading up to you hitting your goal or achieving that milestone are just as important as that moment when you achieve the thing. And they all come together to form the process or just life. So enjoy it because it is part of and linked to that moment where you achieve your goal. Number four is really linked to number three. And that was, I realized I never carved out time to really reflect on or appreciate the things I had done because I was in that headspace of tick next, tick next. You know, it was never like, oh wow, I've actually launched a podcast or I've actually done an episode a week for three and a half years. You know, I was never really focusing on what I had done. I was just kind of moving on to the next. And so one thing I thought of that was really interesting is Every time you sit out to write like a goals list, right? Or you sit down to do a little bit of planning. It would be interesting if just as a practice, before you do that, you sit down and write a list out or just reflect on the things you have achieved. So it just could be a couple minutes of you having a little bit of gratitude for yourself of the things that you've accomplished before you go and, and write some new goals or retouch base or plan or whatever it is. But just as like a little reflective exercise, I think it would be good to create that space. Um, and I haven't done a planning in a little while. So this will be something I definitely try and do the next time I sit down to do some goal setting or planning to just start it off as like a little bit of a journal entry or meditation, whatever you want. I think it would be a nice way to just bring it and hold some important space for appreciating ourselves. So let me know if you guys give that a go. If you like that tip, um, I, I think it sounds like very promising. So I'm looking forward to trying it as well. Number five is a legit was constantly focusing on what I had not achieved. I guarantee if right now you're feeling in a slump or unworthy or like everything's just plateaued, there's a high chance that you're focusing on everything that you are yet to achieve. It's also unlikely that you've reflected on all the incredible things that you have achieved and that you have accomplished. And maybe you really don't even think that there's anything worthy that you've done or that's worth celebrating. But this is your reminder and you need to hear this. You have achieved so many amazing things right now. 18 year old you would literally be in awe 
of the person you are today and all the things that they've achieved, the world that they've created for themselves. Because the world that you have around you right now, you've created. The people in it, the environment, the place you're in, the the work you're doing, you've created that for yourself. And I can guarantee you 18 year old you would be so proud of that. You're in the process. So zooming out like this sometimes is really necessary just to give us a little bit of perspective, pull ourselves out of our own heads and get us away from focusing just on the things that we have not achieved, reminding ourselves the things that we have done because you have achieved some amazing things you've just forgotten. But right now you're here, you're in this moment. So it's important to find a way to embrace that process as a part of a puzzle piece, you know, in in a bigger puzzle of your life. The sixth realization I had was I was so focused on the big goal that I forgot that achieving that is actually a culmination of heaps of mini goals. I've really often felt this dissatisfaction when I have a really big goal and I completely lose sight of the fact that it that goal is something that takes years to achieve. Months, years, you know, it takes time. And the way I'm going to achieve that big goal is by achieving a lot of little things along the way. But when you're stuck in the process, sometimes you forget that. And you think that all these little things you're doing are irrelevant because you haven't gotten to that big goal yet. By skimming over all these achievements, we are robbing ourselves of enjoying these little moments, of appreciating ourselves, of honoring the things that we are achieving along the way in pursuit or with laser focus of just this end goal that takes time. And when you realize that you're never going to have that end goal, if you're not doing all the things that you're doing now, it helps you zoom out, get a little bit of perspective and enjoy where you are right now as a necessary part to where you want to go. And this is why when I sit to goal set, I yes, absolutely have my big goal, but then I break that down into yearly goals, monthly goals, weekly goals, sometimes even daily goals. And that helps me realize the 1% every day, which is all you need to do is what is going to get you to that big goal. And if it wasn't for all those one percenters, you'd not be able to have that big goal. So don't be hard on yourself and feel like you're not making progress. You're not achieving things because the 1% every day is all you need to do. Not the full hundred percent in one day. Like we unrealistically expect ourselves to sometimes. The seventh thing I've realized, especially in this period where things are a bit slower, right? I've recently had that experience with with my job. And that is I've tried to embrace this little reframe, which is when I get given time, it's a gift. Rather than fighting it and feeling like, oh, I'm not doing enough. You know, my output isn't high enough. My billables aren't high enough. Rather than being frustrated with a circumstance I can't change, I've just tried to start to accept that as a gift of time and space. Don't feel guilty or worthless for recharging. When you look at like your goals or your life, right? It's a marathon and marathon runners need to stop at pit stops. They need to have quick little recharges. And so if you have those slow moments, just imagine yourself at a pit stop. It doesn't mean everything's over. It doesn't mean you're worthless. It doesn't mean you're not doing enough. It just means you're taking one moment in time in the trajectory of your life, one part of the process to recharge so that you can sustain that momentum. And so viewing it as a gift And a pit stop in the process has been a good little mindset shift that's helped me really try to embrace these slower periods in time. There will always be these cycles in the process, more overwhelming moments and quieter moments. And so just enjoy them, try and embrace them when they come up and know that they will not last forever. And the lucky last eighth realization was this question I asked myself and it was if I could have my goal right now, right? If I could achieve that, if I could have all the success tomorrow, I could wake up and it would all be here. Would I be happy? 
And the truth is, I don't know if anyone would want that, right? Like often you, you talk about wanting an overnight success, right? But I think that you learn so much that helps you carve and build such a strong foundation in the process of time that helps you move towards this goal. That if you were to rush and have it tomorrow, it would be an onslaught of issues that you haven't had the chance to kind of grow with, to get to know. That's the first thing, right? You're not able to grow with a level of success. And the second thing for me is when I achieve the success and the life that I want, I want to be able to sustain it. I don't want it to rush and happen overnight and me not know how to actually maintain that level. So when it happens, I want to really embrace all the lessons and things I've learned along the way as my strong foundation. And I want to make sure I know how to sustain that so I can keep that going. So those are my eight realizations in periods where I've struggled to enjoy the process. And I think learning to enjoy the process is such a beautiful attribute because life is filled with unpredictable moments, moments of change, things we don't expect, external things impacting our plans, our routines. And so finding realizations or tools and tips, maybe something from this episode that just helps you fully embrace that, I think is a really, really key way to staying balanced ultimately, because it's never about having this equilibrium where things don't really change and, you know, everything's perfect all the time. That's really not what balance is. It's about knowing and learning to move with the ebbs and flows of life, which means knowing how to be flexible too. So I hope this episode has helped you if you're in a similar position to me, if you feel like you're someone who struggles to enjoy the process. And of course, if anyone has sprung to mind in this episode, a friend, a family member, maybe your mom or your sister, forward this on to them now. Knowledge is great when we hear it, but it's even better when we share it. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite streaming platform so that you don't miss any future episodes. And if you're on Spotify, you can use the cool Q&A feature to request some future topic episodes or just let me know what you liked about this one. That's it from me, guys. If you're in Dubai, I hope I'm going to be seeing you at the Dubai Active show. Don't forget to come up and say hi or shoot me a message on Instagram. Let me know that you're popping in. And that is it from me. Until next time, stay balanced.